Europe has a new general data protection regulation known as the GDPR. It requires all organizations that do business in the EU, whether or not they're based in the EU, to comply. Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor for Information Security Media Group. To gain more insights on what's required and what organizations need to start doing now, I'm speaking with Brian Honan, who heads BH Consulting in Dublin. Brian, thanks for joining me. Hey, Matt. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So GDPR, there's a two-year countdown. The deadline is May 25th, 2018, and there are a lot of security and privacy things that organizations need to be doing. What's some of the top-line advice that you're giving to organizations? Well, I suppose the biggest top-line advice we're giving is that even though this comes into effect May the 25th, 2018, start getting ready for it now because two years seems a long time. It actually isn't. There could be a lot of work involved in this and getting yourself aligned and ready to be prepared for when that day comes along. And just to be clear, this is organizations not just based in the EU, but this is organizations that have customers in the EU, right? That's correct, yes. If you're a US company or a Chinese company or Australian company and you want to do business with EU citizens, sell services or sell products or offer things to them online, and you're gathering their personal information, this is going to apply to you as well. The EU in the past has been held up as the paragon of privacy rights worldwide, especially in comparison to the United States, for example. Is there anything that really jumps out at you from the new general data protection regulation about how Europe is moving forward with privacy? What are some of the big highlights for you? I think the biggest highlight is the whole area of data breach notification. So a currently under EU law, unless you're a telco or an ISP or in certain regulated industries, there are no mandatory breach disclosure laws. That's one thing that I often smile at when I hear about Europeans going, oh, we must be more secure than US companies because you never hear about data breaches in Europe. Well, that's because in the US, you do have mandatory breach notification laws in various different states, and therefore you're going to hear more breaches because of that, whereas in Europe, we don't. So just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean it's not happening. So I think this is going to be a big change. Companies are going to need to prepare themselves for the event if they have a security breach that they're going to have to notify the authorities and there may be other disclosures like contacting their customers are affected or making announcements in the press and media. So their whole incident response and data breach handling will have to be changed and worked on as well. But that's one of the biggest changes. It's going to have, I think, a big impact, not just on companies, but I think the whole security scene within Europe, because we will end up hearing more about security breaches and therefore we're going to realise that maybe things aren't as cool or as rosy as we think they are. And there's a lot of work to be done to make our systems more secure. One of the things I've heard is that organizations will be required to disclose a breach within 72 hours to authorities? Yes. Obviously, that 72 hours is from when you are aware of the breach, not 72 hours of when the breach happened, because you may not know when the breach happened. <laughs> so yeah, there is going to be mandatory reporting of breaches. Whether or not it's going to be 72 hours is still, I think, open to debate, but there will be a period of time within which you will have to make notifications to the relevant authorities. One of the other things I've heard is that how you respond to the breach, i.e. the resources that you're bringing to bear and the type of notification that you provide might help influence how regulators look at that breach. For example, if there might be a fine down the road. 
Well, yeah, I think that's another thing to bring into the melting pot as well, is that there are now new potential fines that could impact greatly on a company. So there are tough fines. It could be up to 4% of annual global turnover or 20 million, whichever is the greater. So they could be quite significant fines. So companies will need to look at, A, how best they protect the information entrusted to them by their customers, and B, in the event they have a security breach, that they respond in the appropriate manner and communicate in the right ways to the regulators and to the effective customers as well. I think what it's doing, Matt, it's bringing this away from being an IT problem to being a business problem. How do you keep regulators happy? So you're going to need to keep, as part of your response, you're going to need to have good legal and regulatory advice on how you make sure you comply with the regulations. That may need to also enable you to help law enforcement if they're going to pursue the people behind the breaches. You're going to have to be able to communicate and talk to the affected customers and maybe with media. So therefore, you're going to have communications and PR to bring into bear. If it's an inside breach, you may need to bring your HR team into consideration because data protection law also applies to employees. So again, you're going to have to have your legal expertise and HR expertise to help manage the breaches from an internal source. So as I said, it's moving it away from being an IT problem to being a business problem, which my own personal opinion, I think is a very good move. You mentioned law enforcement and you're a cybersecurity advisor to the EU's law enforcement intelligence group, Europol. Do you think that the new general data protection regulation will have upsides for law enforcement investigations? For example, breach notifications actually alerting authorities to the fact that some of these organizations are being breached? Yeah, I think it's going to impact in a number of ways. Number one, obviously, you said there that the more publicity there is around breaches, the more people and law enforcement are going to be aware of what's going on. And I think that's an inherent problem we have, not just in Europe, I think worldwide, is that lots of companies are still failing to report security breaches to law enforcement. So therefore, from an official and political viewpoint, there is very little cybercrime happening because there's very few people reporting it. And therefore, we don't need to resource cybercrime as much as we do other areas. But hopefully this will try and reverse that trend and make people realize, okay, this is a serious threat to our economy and our society. We need to make sure our law enforcement agencies have the appropriate resources and the training and the tools and the laws, etc., to help them deal with this problem. So as I said, I think from a general high-level view, it will help. It'll also mean that, yes, at breach level, companies and organizations will be dealing with law enforcement, so that's going to have a direct impact on them. But I also think it's going to impact law enforcement in how they share information amongst other law enforcement agencies, because one of the cool things on the cybersecurity market now is people talk about information sharing and threat intelligence and how do we get information around. So how police forces share information like personal information about suspects will have to be protected as well and shared in accordance with the GDPR as well. So I suppose the new regulation provides lots of opportunities for law enforcement, but like every other business and organization, it's going to provide challenges as well in making sure they don't breach the regulations. Now, for most organizations, at least based in Europe now, are the new regulations going to be revolutionary, do you think, or more evolutionary? Is this a whole new set of skills, or do you see this as a kind of natural progression? Well, what GDPR does for a lot of companies is that it gives them a better sense of certainty on how to do business within the EU. So we're based in Dublin, Ireland here. If you're a company here in Ireland 
and you're dealing with Irish citizens. Well, then it's relatively straightforward that you have to comply with the Irish Data Protection Act because the current EU Data Protection Directive has to be transposed into the individual laws for each member state. So Irish Data Protection Law is slightly different to UK Data Protection Law, which in turn is different to French Data Protection Law or German or Italian or Spanish. They all follow the same goals and the same aspirations of the directive, but how they're transposed into laws into each of those countries is slightly different. So even if you're a, a, you're a company within the EU and you're dealing with customers in many different EU states, you suddenly have a patchwork of different laws that relate to data protection that you now have to comply with. So what the new GTBO will do is that it's going to be consistent across all member states. It's going to be no difference in the law. So that makes it easier for companies to conduct business within Europe. Companies that are already familiar with data protection goals and aspirations and, and already complying with data protection law, I suppose, as you said, will find this an evolutionary step more so than revolutionary. I think that the biggest things they'll have to deal with is the appointment of a data protection officer and for many companies this will be a change because while they might be dealing with data protection up until now they may not have anybody dedicated to the role or anybody whose job it is to take on the data protection officer as part of their responsibilities that will change in the regulations if you're over a certain size or you're dealing with certain types or certain volumes of information you will have to have somebody appointed to be your data protection officer doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a dedicated person. It could be somebody takes on extra responsibilities or takes that role on as part of their current job. So that will be a big change. The other big changes they're going to see, as we talked about already, is the breach notifications and having to worry about that. But then there's a huge focus on privacy as part of the regulations, and this will impact companies that are looking to develop new products or new services within the EU and they will have to make privacy impact assessments on new services and products that they're planning to deliver. So privacy has to be built in from the very beginning for doing the EU. Companies that are not familiar with the data protection regime, companies start to do business in Europe or moving into Europe or have been dealing with EU citizens but haven't been too concerned about data protection law because it hasn't applied to them, that's going to change. That It could be a big game changer for them because the focus in Europe is that personal data belongs to the individual and they do business with you and they give information to you, they're entrusting their information to you. You as a company, you don't own the information. It is still the individual's information. They have just entrusted it to you and you have to mind and protect that information properly. Whereas in many other jurisdictions, once you give information to a company, that is part of the company's assets and they can do as they want to do, as they will. In, in a lot of cases, with that data as they want. Companies who are not familiar and and working with data protection law will find that a big change. Now, companies have until May 2018 to get compliant with the new regulations. Is there any reason for them not to start now or even just to go ahead and get compliant right now? We're advising our clients to start right now. We're just talking about this morning at a company meeting from 25th of May. It's 400 mandates. On average, for many companies, you've got for an individual, there's 200 working days per year. So if you've got 400 working days to get things in place between now and May 2018, that's just a rough figure. But those days can quickly be used up, you know, with other projects or other, other things as well. So while two years may sound a long time, there is a lot of work to do. You're going to have to re- review how you gather 
information. There are subtle changes to how you gather information and how you gain consent from people. So you're going to have to change how you gather information from individuals. You're going to have to change your whole product lifecycle processes for ensuring there's privacy impact assessments in new services and products. And that privacy is built in from the very beginning as well. So that's going to be a major change and add time to many companies and how they develop their software solutions or our products as well. So you need to make sure you're getting all these things done so that when May 2018 comes along, it's not a mad panic to get compliant and suddenly realising, oh my God, we've got a whole lot of work to do. It's better to start early and make sure you're identifying within your organisation where personal data is held, how it's gathered, how it's stored, how it's protected and reviewing that and plan together to make sure you will be compliant. Brian, thanks very much for your time today. Thank you for having me, Matt. Thank you. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thank you for joining us.